0: Good morning, everyone, and thank you, David. Thank you for inviting me to this. It's a great honour and uh, stimulating conversations both last night and this morning. Uh, Natalie, it doesn't seem like you've been in your job six months. That was, uh, that was very impressive. <laughs> uh, I um, was coming through Heathrow uh, it was actually just yesterday morning and uh, asked at the immigration desk, what are you uh, d- doing at Oxford? And I said, uh, speaking on the future of journalism. And uh, without missing a beat, the immigration officer Peered over her glasses at me and said, That should be brief. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll. Uh... <laughs> I'll I'll try to be brief, but not for the reasons uh, that I think she was uh, referring to. Let me uh, share with you uh, our experience from the Globe and Mail, uh, Canada's national newspaper, and particularly how we've changed uh, both uh, business-wise but also editorially over the last year since the launch of a paywall. Uh, the Globe and Mail, uh, if you're not familiar with it, is Canada's national newspaper. We're published in uh, six cities across the country. We Next year, we'll celebrate our 170th anniversary, uh, so we've been around for a while. Uh, we uh, have uh, had a, an ambitious uh, web operation since the, uh, since the mid-90s, uh, and as I said, a year ago, last November, in fact, we launched a, uh, a meter paywall based in part uh, on what we learned from uh, spending a lot of time at... At the New York Times, as well as at the uh, at the FT and some other global publications, and trying to learn what uh, uh, from what they had uh, from what they had experienced, we have uh, about 300,000 paying uh, print subscribers on a daily basis, uh, roughly 4 million unique users monthly users uh, on our website, and now about a 100,000 uh, paying users for our uh, for our web o- offering. Most of those, I should say, are print subscribers as well. We offer a bundle. If you're a five- or six-day subscriber, you get uh, digital, all digital access uh, for free. But there are now tens of thousands of people paying uh, only for digital, and that uh, continues to grow by, by the day. And I'll speak to, to our, learnings, uh, our learnings there. We charge uh, $20 a month if anyone cares about uh, price, so it's a, a fairly steep price, in the, certainly in the Canadian market uh, marketplace. Uh, and the meter kicks in at uh, 10 articles, 10 articles a month. Although it's uh, it's structured in a freemium way, so there are parts of the website that are available only to uh, paying subscribers, and part that are uh, elements that are free for free for everyone. When we launched uh, the, uh, what we call Globe Unlimited, the, uh, the uh, paid access for, uh, for Globe journalism, we structured it so that there would be free elements, knowing that uh, many good, uh, valued readers uh, probably are not ready to pay for journalism, uh, certainly in Canada, and that there are other uh, offerings, especially on the business and politics side, that we felt people would be willing to, uh, to pay for. So we uh, labeled areas of content by color. Uh, red, green, and yellow. Green free for everyone, red uh, only for paying subscribers. And we've discovered over the last year some fascinating uh, sort of trends and interests among readers, especially around that red content. We thought initially uh, we'd focus on business, uh, that business readers were probably more inclined and more able to pay, uh, and uh, they were probably also uh, loyal subscribers, so they might uh, become digital regist- uh, registrants as, uh, as well without uh, paying anything more. Uh, we created a couple of products. One is called Streetwise. Uh, the other is called uh, Report on Business Insight, based on uh, other international offerings, like Lex uh, or Heard on the Street and uh, made that available only for paying subscribers. Uh, tremendous interest in this from the get-go. We saw that our subscribers were coming for that, uh, that material early in the day, coming back for it, and coming for it every day. So we thought, okay, that's, uh, that's a, great, uh, a great lesson for our journalists who are con- uh, creating this content. But uh, we also noticed that our paying subscribers uh, we're going from that uh, red business content to politics content as well as to world content. So we thought, what if we label that red as well and uh, see if we can start to uh, engineer some demand. So we uh, uh, took part of our political offering and part of our world content and made that, uh, about six months into the paywall experience, made that available only for subscribers. And sure enough, the number of subscriptions went up. Uh, as soon as people were hitting the red wall, they were uh, starting to uh, click onto the the registration button and giving us their their credit card. So a nice indication as well for for our, uh, for our core journalism because we have long been based on uh, national affairs in Canada, business affairs and economic affairs and international coverage. Those are our three pillars, uh, so it was very rewarding, gratifying, uh, certainly from an editor's point of view, that our core strengths were what were, uh, were driving, uh, was driving demand. But then we started to notice some other curiosities about our subscribers. They were interested, yes, in that hardcore business and political and international content, they were also skewing really heavily towards celebrity content. And first of all, yes, everyone sort of laughed at this. And then our news editors started to get a little ticked off when, uh, when it was suggested, you know, maybe we should be doing a bit more celebrity content and start to promote it more on our homepage. And, oh, boy, that, uh, that set off a lot of uh, heated arguments in the, uh, in the newsroom. Uh, many theories about why this uh, is. Maybe those hardcore Globe and Mail subscribers aren't going to TMZ or other uh, celebrity sites, so they get their, their fix from, from the Globe. Maybe they're just human, and while they're checking out their stock portfolio or reading about what the Prime Minister is doing, yeah, they want to know what uh, Jay-Z is uh, up to as well, and that's, uh, that's okay. Uh, but the wonderful thing about uh, about our meter and about what we're doing with audience analytics, which I'll get to in a minute, is that we have a much better understanding than we ever had uh, about our readers, their habits, their interests. And from an editor's point of view, that's, that's, uh, that's fabulous. Uh, so what has this uh, done to our journalism? Well... In, uh, in the globe, at least, we have uh, been motivated to become much more, from an editorial point of view, aware and focused on audience and revenue demands. Uh, and these are not isolated from the newsroom. We do not try to wall off the newsroom from, uh, uh, from our audience uh, department, which we call marketing, or from our revenue department, also known as uh, as advertising, our journalists want to be involved in those aspects of the business. They want to determine, uh, as best as they can, their destiny, and they know their destiny. Their their journalism depends both on audience and revenue. So they want to be involved in the conversation. Uh, and we've done some, I think, fairly exciting things over the last year because of a bit more integration with uh, with audience and uh, and revenue. From the audience side, a few things that uh, we've learned. Uh, first of all, there's um, much less churn digitally. Now, this is only a year in, early, early innings, uh, but there's much less churn digitally than we've ever seen in print. Digital subscribers, those people paying 20 bucks a month for digital access, are less inclined to cancel after a month or after six months than print subscribers uh, paying roughly the, uh, roughly the same amount. Uh, huge consumption. Uh, among paying users. Our subscribers uh, chew up content. They cannot get enough of it, which is both wonderful and very demanding for the newsroom that has to produce more and more and more, not only of that uh, uh, of that hardcore content, but as I was saying, of, of uh, peripheral content like celebrity uh, news. Our paying subscribers uh, consume on average five times more pages per visit than uh, free subscribers, and you might say well, that makes uh, that 's obvious because the free subscribers would hit uh, the meter but there 's many elements of our site, including lifestyle, drive that are free for uh, for everyone, and even people coming for that uh, consume less than the paying subscribers who are devouring uh, a lot more pages and spending roughly three times. Uh, more minutes per visit than, uh, than the free users were before the, uh, the paywall. So it's great to see that uh, they're paying, there's an expectation and indications are they're uh, being satisfied for, uh, for that, they're coming back for what they're paying for. Our subscribers come back and are coming back again and again on a very predictable basis for that red content, for the content that is only for subscribers. They come back, it's not a random uh, visit, they're coming back, they're building this into their daily habit which is terrific uh, because uh, newspapers traditionally have been a, it's a habitual product and we're seeing that now in, uh, in, the, in the digital space uh, as well. So they come back uh, at specific times of day for specific types of uh, content. Time of day has become an interesting challenge for the newsroom as well. Our uh, uh, digital subscribers love to visit us early in the morning, 6 to 9 a.m. They are very active and they come for fresh content which has uh, required us to do some <laughs> uh, interesting uh, changes in the newsroom in terms of scheduling. Uh, our newsroom, probably like most of yours, uh, has that great magnetic pull of evening deadlines. People like to come in late and stay late, and we're now forcing uh, more and more people, including senior editors, to be on the floor at uh, 6 and 7 a.m., trying to uh, ensure that there is fresh content for, uh, for those morning visitors. We're also programming our content much more uh, for, uh, for, uh, for, the, uh, for the schedule of our users. So we will take uh, uh, non-time sensitive content and uh, get that, save that for the site and post it. We call it time bombing at uh, 6, 7, 8 a.m. and ensure that there is fresh content, both uh, news, perhaps an exclusive, as well as new commentary at 6, 7, and, uh, and 8 a.m. every morning to feed that uh, to feed that habit. We've created uh, some new positions in the newsroom as well to better understand what our, our uh, readers are doing. We have a, a senior editor now in charge of audience, and his job is to work with our analytics department uh, to understand what's going on with, uh, with our audience, then to translate that for our section editors. He is now also creating uh, performance metrics for our section editors based on audience. So our sports editor will be given uh, expectations not on pure traffic, she's not expected to drive traffic, but she's expected to deliver a certain amount of engagement with uh, sports content, uh, be it in uh, minutes per, per day or minutes per month or page views per month with uh, sports content based on a historical pattern, and she'll be, uh, she'll be uh, rewarded accordingly uh, if she can hit those targets, as will the national editor, the foreign editor, and, uh, uh, and all other editors. That also has jolted the, uh, the newsroom but created a bit of uh, a new spirit as well because in times of uncertainty, uh, one of uh, the, the great... Um, uh, Comfort is is certainty. So anything that you can give to a newsroom in terms of certainty and uh, audience metrics uh, certainly gives that can be uh, can be reassuring. On the revenue side, we're working uh, much more with our advertising department to understand where revenue opportunities are, not as a sellout, not as a way of giving advertisers any sort of control over what uh, we're creating editorially, but to understand what sort of areas of content advertisers want to be part of. We created a group called Custom Content, it's custom publishing within the newsroom that took uh, a small number of editorial staff and a small number of advertising staff, put them together right in the heart of the newsroom. And their uh, mandate is to create products, to create editorial products that have commercial support. And from that we've uh, produced uh, international publications, we've created web uh, elements of our uh, website that... uh, we wouldn't have had otherwise. This fall, we're launching a uh, major editorial project in the Arctic, uh, based on what uh, what this group was able to generate in terms of commercial support. It costs tens of thousands of dollars to send photographers and reporters to the Arctic. We wouldn't have those resources otherwise. But an advertiser who has no idea what we're going to be writing about said, "Yes, we'd like to be part of that uh, part of that theme." So this winter, we'll be able to launch a, a, a whole series of projects. In fact, based on what the custom publishing group has been uh, has been able to uh, to offer, uh, I don't want to chew up more of the clock here. Uh, l- hope we can uh, have some time for questions. But uh, if I can say in conclusion. Uh, what we've uh, been learning at the Globe is the importance of understanding this intersection between revenue, audience, and editorial. Not to see editorial as some uh, uh, alien being or an island that is somehow protected from, uh, from audience or revenue uh, factors, but, uh, but uh, something that is not only influenced by what our audience is doing and how it's changing, but uh, would want to know how our audience and our advertisers are, uh, are changing. Let me uh, wrap up with uh, a very recent experience which you may be able to translate to your, uh, to your own operations uh, based on this uh, intersection of uh, audience, revenue and editorial. Last Monday, we, uh, we have a uh, national holiday in Canada, Labour Day, and for the first time we opted not to print a newspaper on Labour Day. Uh, there was simply no advertising or very little advertising demand for this. and. Uh, uh, our publisher opted to, uh, to suspend publication. This created, you'd think it was the, uh, the end of the universe as we've known it, uh, certainly on the CBC, there was much uh, uh, belly aching and uh, uh, finger-wagging finger at, uh, at the Globe for, uh, for doing this. But we saw this as a tremendous opportunity. Uh, rather than sort of wiping our tears or shutting down the office for a day, we made this a digital day at, uh, at the Globe and a bit of an indication of the future we developed a, uh, a digital content plan for subscribers as well as for free users for that day. We ensured all of our columnists who would appear in the Monday paper were writing fresh content for the Monday user, uh, some of them for the free user, some of them only for the subscriber. And we created an ebook book uh, to give to our, subscribers, uh, to our subscribers that day and we celebrated this. We also launched a, uh, what we call a flash sale uh, over the weekend, last uh, weekend, to encourage, uh, we cut the price to, I think it was $14 a month from 20. Uh, and over the last few days, we've seen something phenomenal. Uh, 2,500 uh, print subscribers of the globe, after, after that Monday experience, converted to a, uh, a digital model. So they're still print subscribers, but they're now registered as uh, digital users as, uh, as well. In addition to that, 1,000 people signed up at $14 a month for, uh, for pure digital access. So we've got 3,500 uh, new uh, digital users based on that. Uh, oh, my God, they've, they've killed the print edition of the Globe and Mail <laughs> experience by not pr- uh, printing on that day. So it was a wonderful insight into what uh, uh, engineered deprivation, I think the the economists (laughs) call it, uh, can do. Uh, You stick to your your journalistic principles and uh, invest in editorial content, whether it's digital or print, but uh, push those readers, those very loyal readers, to to either a mixed model or a digital model as as quickly as you can. Thank you very much, David, and uh, look forward to your questions. Thank you very much.